Hi, I'm Gail. Hi, I'm Ruby. We are two hot perimenopausal mindset coaches with a burning desire to help working women across the globe think differently about menopause. There is another way. It's mindset over menopause. Co-authors of the Working Women's Guide to Menopause, When the Heat is On, Don't Sweat It, we're delighted to bring you our bite-sized podcast show, Mind Over Menopause. On the show, we share stories from other women going through one of the three stages of menopause, peri, menopause, and postmenopause. Grab a cuppa and listen to their story. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Mind Over Menopause. Our weekly show is filled with real-life stories about women just like Ruby and myself who are navigating the menopause journey. Today, we welcome our guest, Leah Fitzgerald. Hi, Leah. Hi there. Lovely to be here, Gail. Thank you. It's lovely to have you on the show. So if you could tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself and what you do, Leah. Absolutely. So my name is Leah Fitzgerald, as you say, and I'm the CEO and founder of a a global community called womenshealthnetwork.co.uk. I'm a functional medicine practitioner. I'm a registered nutritionist, and I have spent the last two decades working with women, mainly in the fertility field. But as my business has grown and as I have branched out, that has spread out to working with women going through gynae issues and, of course, going through um, perimenopause and menopause as well. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a practitioner. Wonderful, wonderful. And all of those years of experience that you're bringing to the table. And I think the last part of it, you mentioned the peri and the menopause. And that's why we're here today, to find out a bit more about your journey um, through yes. that stage in your life. So can I ask you then, Leah, are you in perimenopausal post at the moment? No, that's a really, really good question. And (laughs) would you actually believe me if I told you I'm not, like a lot of your listeners, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not postmenopause. I'm perimenopause. You Mm. know, I'm 49 years old, so I have to be in that perimenopause phase. But bar a couple of really debilitating symptoms, I'm getting away with, I'm getting away scot-free. I really have very few other symptoms apart from maybe some that we might chat about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay okay well that's that's a good good place to start because of course as you say we have many guests who are at all stages and a lot of people who are uncertain where they're at in in the spectrum of what menopause really means so the first question I'd like to ask you Leah is how does menopause actually affect you I know you said not a great deal but how does it affect you in your working life Absolutely. So the main thing that I experience is this, I can only describe it as crushing or disabling fatigue before Mm. I get my period. So and, you know, as a practitioner, I suppose a part of me is thinking, Leah, you should have joined these dots a long time ago. But it took me a while to actually collate the fact that, okay, I have this crushing fatigue where if I I often say that it's like the Duracell bunny, we're all very familiar with what the Duracell bunny looks like running around. And then we've seen the ads where the Duracell batteries Mm -hmm. are taken out of the back of the bunny. That's exactly what I experienced. I would I would have a day that I would turn to my husband or my children who were quite young and I would say, guys, I have not there's nothing in me today. I have nothing to give. And I would take myself off to bed for the day. now, after a while, I was like, hang on, no, there's, there, there has to, there's a pattern here somewhere. And the pattern was three to five days before my period, I would get this 
horrific fatigue. 24 hours later, I would be like somebody, I would be like a different woman. I would be completely back to normal. So I suppose that was one of the things and that that really affects my working life because I'm, I'm busy. I have uh, interviews and I do interviews. I have students. I have a whole host of practitioners who I would be talking with and supporting on a daily basis. And I need to be on, so to speak. I need to be very <laughs> active within my role. And again, along comes this crushing fatigue and everything stops. I can. It's it's so debilitating that it, I, find, I always find it difficult to breathe, which I know sounds very dramatic, but I don't have enough energy in my body to breathe properly during that time. Mm -hmm. So things like phone calls and emails, I mean, you can forget it. They're way down the line. The second thing then, and again, this does affect my working life um, and it stops me in my tracks. And I think this one relates as well to women um, becoming unheard within the medical field, actually a little bit and becoming unheard um, within society a bit as well as we age. Because this second one relates to my age and it relates to being a female. It's my it's my period. OK, um, I get hugely, hugely heavy periods in the last 12 months. Now, what I find interesting about this is that this the, the very first of these really, really heavy. I mean, we're talking three to four showers a day, heavy periods. And the first time I experienced this was literally a week after I got my first COVID injection, my mm -hmm. first COVID vaccination, we'll say. And I did a bit of research and I thought, I, I, I mean, we all know that COVID was a very um, dynamic disease and it affects so many tissues and it also affects the blood. So I had I, I put out some feelers to my community and I said, come to me and tell me if you've if you've had a vaccine um, and if you have noticed any difference in your periods and the amount of women coming to me saying they have gotten so heavy, they've become so erratic. And I was like, and then I did some research and um, and the answers are coming back that, yes, this might be something that we will be researching about. Mm. But then I was like, actually, I'm really caught in a situation that if I wanted to go to my doctor about this, how seriously would they take my concerns or would they look at my date of birth and say, uh, uh this is the menopause or this is perimenopause. So I think, you know, that that, that was one thing that affected me that I felt as a woman that's mm. of a certain age, even though I don't like that phrase. Um, that you know how seriously would i be taken how how well seen would i be with this concern mm -hmm. so i suppose when you work that into your working life as well i suppose it affected my working life in one area that it drove me down an area of research and um, and as a practitioner it opened up another section of my brain to the dynamics you know of us women and as well at work it affected the fact that i was like I cannot do abc this week because i need to be at home very close to a shower mm -hmm. and that's um that's the realities of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I'm hearing you, and I think a lot of the listeners will also be resonating with different elements of what you have shared because um, in, in, in the last part you were talking about the possible contribution of COVID impacting um, your cycles. I've, I've spoken to a few other people and they had the opposite experience to you and said that their their monthly cycle stopped completely for up to three or four months. And they, of course, then they were in their early 40s to mid 40s and they thought they were pregnant because they yeah. just disappeared completely. So they then got back on track, but it was all very closely linked, they believe, to COVID. So I, I'm sure there's some more research into that. But I just wanted to come back to you saying that that energy drop and the anxiety that's attached to that as well you know very significant parts of 
know, running a business, but also being a woman. You're and not only just running your business, you have your family. You're a mother, you're a partner, and so all of that energy needs to be maintained for those areas as well. So, what did you do then? Uh, Leah, to actually manage and cope with some of those symptoms um, sure. and the challenges that you faced. Absolutely. So I suppose the simple act of carrying on was a really profound challenge. And as you say, you know, when you have a family and children, you know, what what do you do there? So I suppose to cope, to help me cope, I allowed myself really acknowledge what I was going through. It did take a while and I'm not going to deny that. And, you know, it's a, it's one of those things, listen, you know, will you take your own medicine? Because I'm always telling my clients <laughs> and I'm always telling my practitioners, make sure that you tell your women and your clients that they need to support themselves. But of course, I wasn't supporting myself, you know, mm-hmm. typical. So, but eventually, I suppose, you know what, there was a couple of things that happened. I had to allow myself, I, I had to make myself stop apologizing, okay, because I spent half my time apologizing to my family, to my, my children, my, my friends, and said, I'm so sorry, you know, I'd be better now in another, another 24 hours, now another 48 hours, I'll feel better. And eventually I was like, what am I apologizing for? I'm the one feeling this awful, mm-hmm. awful symptom. So I suppose I allowed myself acknowledge, first of all, that I have to go with the demands of my body. I was trying to push through everything and I was making myself ill to the stage of nausea, you know, and as I say, even to the stage of finding it difficult to breathe for a 24 hour period. And so I I allowed myself acknowledge what, what the demands of my body and say, Leah, what is your body looking for? And when I fully accepted that then and what I was going through and what my body and my mind needed, I eventually got to the stage that I gave myself permission to go with it. But I, I won't lie to you, and I'm sure a lot of your, your your listeners will feel the same. We always put ourselves last. Mm-hmm. We always, you know, I mean, you're the last to be fed. I remember I used to watch my mother eating out of the pot long ago when I was younger. I'd be like, Mom, would you not get out of place and eat your dinner from a place? And she's like, I don't have time. <laughs> I can now understand that because I now find myself sometimes putting a spoon into the pot of dinner. Um, you know, we're the last to be cared for. We're the last to put ourselves anywhere near the front of the queue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I suppose what we need to do is we need to say, you know, can I do this by myself? Can I put myself to the front of the queue? Um, can I listen to what my body really, really needs? And if I can listen to it, am I willing to implement it? If those around me don't understand, how can I how can I communicate my needs to them? And, you know, I'm a great believer in coaches. For some of us, we might need to enlist the services of a wonderful menopause coach. Mm -hmm. And they are out there and they are absolutely wonderful. And they can maybe help us reframe some of our beliefs around putting ourselves last, feeding ourselves last, caring for ourselves last and saying to ourselves, okay, you know, what what is driving my inability to um, support myself? And once you discover that, then you can put some steps in place to really, you know, put yourself first during this phase of life or put yourself somewhere near the top of the queue. Some women are absolutely wonderful at doing that. And my goodness, I wish I could emulate them. I really <laughs> do. Other women are really, really bad at doing that. So mm. we have to try and find, as was the comfort zone for us, we have to try and find a space where we are you know it's we care for everybody in our families you're also a member of your family care for that member too I suppose that would be that would be my my advice and that's how I learned to cope that's brilliant that's brilliant and I really like the fact that you 
you allowed it to be a process that you went through because you were saying that you had to stop apologizing so you were acknowledging what was going on and you were saying well actually i need to i need to focus on myself for a while and then you accepted it and then you put yourself first and i think that's a really important message for other women to be thinking about as they're going through this journey women often do put themselves to the bottom of the pile as you said but it's a really tricky can be a tricky time for us to go through things it's not just the physical symptoms it can be the emotional but if you get into the right mindset as you said if you work with a coach or somebody who can support you to reframe your mindset then you can have a better journey through and you feel better about yourself as well so thank you so much for sharing that my last piece the last question I'd like to ask you is what's one piece of advice you'd like to share with women who are going through the same or a similar experiences with as you this is such an easy one for me to answer actually Gail and I'm so delighted to be given the opportunity to say this um I want us to stop listening to the narrative that tells us it's only your hormones. Mm-hmm. I want us to stop listening to the narrative that says, oh, sure, listen, she must be she must be having her period or oh, God, this kind of, you know, this is the way society almost does a collective raise of the eyes or roll of the eyes. And um, sometimes when it comes to women and putting everything down to our hormones, I, I have it drilled into my wonderful husband that that's never going to be sent <laughs> in this home to our daughters. You know, I mean, they haven't gone through puberty yet. We're definitely gearing up for that direction. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, nothing will ever be said to them. Asher, it's only your hormones. And if I hear it, I do get triggered, I suppose is the best way to say it. So I think um, that would be the one bit of advice. Do not let anybody tell you that this is just something dot, dot, dot. This is a very, very real experience. This can be a hugely challenging experience, as you said, Gail, emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a, you know, this is something that you are going through and that you will get through. And there is wonderful support out there. But don't let anybody diminish it or make it a small thing because it's not. This is a profound part of a woman's life. And thank you, God, that we're able to talk about it and that we are talking about it and that we can come out from behind the closet of not um, acknowledging or not showing the fact that, yes, some things in a woman's life, you 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 know, are difficult to go through. But mm. my goodness, we're strong. We get through it. We absolutely do. And if society would support it in this, we'd get through it much better and much, much easier. Indeed, so that's my indeed. advice. That's that's a wonderful way to summarise. And and Ruby and I are such strong advocates of normalising the conversation, as you said, getting rid of the narrative and moving toward this normalised conversation rather than being polarised as it is. And we have workshops that we run for organisations but also for um, solopreneurs. And just to say it's it's time to change. It's time to think differently. It's time to shift your mindset into gear and say, this is part of our life and we're all going to have our own journey as we go through it. But let's let's actually talk about it. And there's so many movements um, in the political world, in the business world and in society in general and people are talking but not enough. We still need to get that message out there and that's why we, we do this weekly podcast to share the good stories um, from people like yourself so that others can get that little bit of support 
Um, they can listen and they can learn different ways that they can help themselves manage it as well. And it really does boil down to the mindset. So thank you so much for sharing your answers you. to those questions today. So thank at this stage, Aaliyah, please share your details and how listeners can get in touch with you. Absolutely. So my my website for anybody looking to have a look and um, we do some training as well. We're fertility coach training soon. Um, so anybody who might be interested in that, you'll find us on www.womenshealthnetwork.co.uk. You can also find me at womenshealthnetwork.co.uk on Instagram and at the same on Facebook. So it'll be a pleasure if anybody needs help or assistance that I can give. It'll be an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining me on Mind Over Menopause today. That's Leah Fitzgerald. Thank you very much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's show and the story our guests shared. Every woman's experience of menopause is different. Our aim is for you to feel inspired, know that you're not on your own and choose to take back control. If you'd like to be a guest on our show or find out more about us and the work we do, you'll find all the details in the show notes. As a gift, you can also download a free extract from our book. Ruby and I look forward to sharing your story soon.